0: Today, $70 billion of Christian's money is invested in funds that support abortions and anti-family lifestyles. We want to change that. This is FBI. Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. Anthony is a financial advisor as well as an ordained minister. He'll show you how to keep God's blessings on your investments. By taking scripture and applying practical step-by-step investment principles, you can keep your money from funding anti-biblical companies. Here's your faith-based investing team, Tom Levine and Anthony Wright, the investment preacher.
1: My God's not dead, he's surely
0: alive.
2: Hey everybody, thanks again for tuning in to today's edition of Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright and our secret special guest coming up next, we're here. We're here to help you build investment strategies that God can bless. And with me is uh, my good friend Anthony Wright. Happy birthday, Anthony! I hope it was great. How are you?
3: Oh, wonderful! Another year older now. <laughs> <laughs> no, good. Good to be with you. I, I turned the big five-one, so I'm officially fifty-one now.
2: Well, very good. You're still a <laughs> young pup. And uh, oh, so. well, thank you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you? How are you
2: doing? Uh, how are you doing uh, personally and professionally? And what are clients telling you about this uh, crazy election season?
3: Yeah, I'm doing great personally and doing great professionally. Uh, obviously, the the pandemic and the COVID has has not been easy to work through. But with God, all things are possible, and mm-hmm. and uh, so we're we're able to work through it. And one thing is for sure, it didn't catch him by surprise and knock him off the throne. So. He always provides and he always brings us through that stuff. And so, been doing very well. And election, I think, is a week away. So, you know, coming up here in about 10 days now. And yeah, we're asked, you know, we're asked a lot. And I have with me on the program today via telephone. And I've asked Jay to, to come on and be on with us and coming in here close to the election. And, talk a little bit of, about that with me. And, um, you know, when I meet with folks via Internet, do a do a uh, Zoom call or we do a conference call over the phone, and they email me in their statements, and I just simply screen it. And if it needs cleaning, I'll just simply ask them, I'm assuming because this is dirty, you would like for me to clean it for you. And they mm-hmm. say yes, and then, then – uh, then we clean it and we move it over to td ameritrade or or fidelity and and we use both of those clearing houses and which uh i guess in the news everyone has seen charles Schwab bought td ameritrade right so so that 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 has gone through and now they're i guess they're they may be the largest i know fidelity was the largest at one time but anyway that's that's who we use is is td ameritrade and and then when I get it into TD Ameritrade, I go in and I do the allocations. And on the backside of those allocations um, are the institutional investors, and the institutional guys are the ones that actually pick out the the faith based stocks, and they actually do that investing in the models. And that person is on the air with us today, and Jay Peroni is is with me on the on the air, and Jay is a dear friend of mine, and. I have him on the show quite often and he's just full of wisdom and full of knowledge and and uh, uh so I welcome Jay to the show and Jay I I just wanted to start things off today here we are I think 10 days to to the election and I know on the on the retail side and you're on the back side the institutional side that works with people like myself but on the retail side you know I'm I'm asked a lot uh leading into this election should I should I take everything I've got and sell it and buy gold and silver bars and yeah, bury it in the ground, stick it <laughs> under the mattress? You know, should I should I move to cash? You know what what's going to happen and is is the world going to end or you know all that stuff? So so uh, welcome to the show and and what's your take on on the presidential election coming up here in ten days?
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me on the show again, uh, Anthony. I just absolutely love being here. I'm so passionate about what I do every day, and uh, just really blessed that God lets me do what I love every day. Well, uh, you know, the elections are are a very unique time. You know, a lot of people spend a lot of time making predictions. All the pundits, you know, if this person wins, this is going to happen. If that person wins, that's going to happen. But at the end of the day, if you're like me, which I know you are, Anthony, we know that God is in control he's in charge he puts leaders in place Amen. and uh, none of this none That's of this great. catches him by surprise uh he knows exactly who's going to be the leader who's who's going to be in there and uh you know if you remember back before president trump was elected all the pundits were saying if trump wins the markets are going to crash the economy's going to tank and he's going to be starting world wars that <laughs> that is what the uh uh, the buzz was. That's what the, uh, you know, the talk of the, the town was. And we know the opposite's been true. He won uh, some Nobel Peace Prizes. He's uh, uh, yep, been very, yep. very, uh, you know, uh, diplomatic in uh, extending, uh, you know, peace to many nations, uh, the Middle East, to uh, uh, North Korea, you know, trying to work with China, on and on and on. Uh, he's brokered uh, Trade deals, and uh, he, he certainly had the uh, economy humming on all cylinders before COVID. Uh, the stock market was uh, at record highs, going gangbusters, and uh, still still near record highs today. Uh, and, uh, you know, the economy and everything uh, went on, even though Trump uh, won the election. And the same can be said. I'm taking all politics and morals aside, just looking at it purely from a financial Or a market perspective, if Biden were to win, uh, you know, the the Democrats are are looking to spend a lot of money. And that can stimulate the economy as well. So to say that if Biden comes in and the markets are going to crash, you're ignoring the fact that investors really care about the economy. They care about interest rates. They care about stimulus. Uh, These are the things that investors are paying attention to. And the markets have already factored in that there is a high probability that Biden could win, and the market's not freaking out. Uh, where the market could freak out a little bit, at least for a short period, is if we have a contested election. Uh, you guys remember the hanging chads back in 2000?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. recount,
1: recount, let's go to the Supreme Court. The markets hated that because they didn't know who was going to win. But once the victory was crowned to uh, Bush, the market rebounded. It had dropped about eight or 9% while the market was trying to sort out the winner. But soon as the winner was declared, the market rebounded very quickly and it took off to the races. And uh, we could see something similar play out this time around. Uh, if Biden does win uh, when there's a changing from Republican to Democrat or Democrat to Republican. The market doesn't do as well if the incumbent stays in office. So we could see a little bit of a hit there. And we could also see a hit if there is a contested election where we don't know the winner for a period of time. But at the end of the day, if you're a long-term investor and you're trying to grow your money and you don't need it next year, you don't need it five, 10 years from now, you're just trying to invest for growth and you want to grow it, you're better staying invested because if you try to go to cash, you got to be right twice, right? When you get out, and you got to be right when to get back in. A lot of people are right. They got out at the right time, but they sat on the sad, sidelines uh, for months, even years, before they got back in. So my advice is to: if your goals haven't changed, if nothing's changed in your personal life and your financial life, trying to exit is just usually a recipe for disaster.
2: You know, I'm a student, an observer of the media, and what you've said is so true about the predictions. Uh, I remember Paul Krugman in the New York Times was saying there was immediately going to be a big depression as soon as President Trump won, and no one expected him to win. And uh, so many predictions are wrong. Was, some famous observer said, I read my Bible every day, and I read the New York Times, just to see what both sides are doing. <laughs> And I love that. I love that. So anyway, uh, well, you know, you our, can our you can rest yeah. you
3: can rest assured that 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 I'm no I'm no prophet, but it's either going to be Biden or Trump that's <laughs> going to win. <laughs> yeah. So and you know, I, to what Jay said too, I, I will say this: you know, he has done everything he said he would do. In fact, I think he's probably. Mm-hmm the only politician that i've ever known that and well actually he's not a politician I, and maybe that's why but you know he yeah. actually come out and he actually come out and said hey this is what i'm going to do and he went and did it <laughs> so you know i, I and i, I mean I, I mean you know you got to give the guy a, a, rounding, a standing ovation there because he actually did what he said and when's the last time you heard of of christians getting their heads cut off he stopped that too right Mm -hmm, the bible has mm -hmm. so
2: so much to say about leaders and kings and how the the heart of the king's heart is though is turned by the lord like the waters of a river you know and there's so many things like that but uh i i really do think that there is a way in which we can build investment strategies that god can bless and that's what i love because this is a still a fairly new idea to me
3: well it's a new idea to to a lot of people and Mm -hmm. i mean you know there's there's many many times that christians will say one thing they'll talk a, a different talk than what they walk and a lot of times many christians would say that upholding god's standards is top priority and that that they do agree that he owns all of the money and and should dictate where it goes however when you screen their portfolio you see a different story and a lot of times Christians will say, well, is there a way to simply pursue holiness in in investing in finances? And the answer to that is yes, that's what we do, and that's what faith-based investing is all about. Another term that you will hear used is biblically responsible investing, and it's the same thing, but that's what Jay and I do on a daily basis, is we help align the stocks and bonds and ETFs and different investments like that. We ha- we help align your investments, match your character, your belief, your faith, whatever words you want to put in there. But uh, basically, it just lines up with God's word. And I believe that 100% when the finances match the word of God, I believe that it gets blessed. And Jay touched on that, I, uh, I think, and I can't remember what, what show it, it was, but he touched on the fact that, that um, we don't have to, to just give up returns because we are faith-based investing. We can be biblically lined up with our investments, but we can also make good return on our investments, and that is called being a good steward of God's money.
1: It is, absolutely. And a lot of people, too, I think, confuse you know, socially responsible investing with biblically responsible investing. And I've got a quick story here where I sat on a pro-life board. Uh, we, we fought for the sanctity of human life. And I, being a financial guy, uh, was in charge of the finances and helping out with the investments. And when I came on board, I said, hey, let me take a look at where we're investing and they never even thought about where their portfolio was it was in a socially responsible fund that was actually had about 15 to 20 percent of the portfolio in the very same companies that the organization was looking to fight against so they were writing wow. and, and supporting all kinds of pro-life organizations yet they were supporting some of the companies performing abortion some of the companies producing abortion drugs uh, some of the companies giving millions and millions of dollars to Planned Parenthood. And uh, they were just shocked when they realized that their organization was investing in companies that opposed their values. So it really is eye-opening when someone takes a look at where they're investing and realizes that it is totally opposed to who they are as an individual.
3: That's good. And that's one thing that we offer um here on faith based investing is if you're listening today and we're about to go to a break but mm-hmm. I just want you to know that if you want us to screen and clean your portfolio that's what we do so how do you go and how do you do that and how do you get there you want to go to investmentpreacher.com That's investmentpreacher.com. Or you can pick up the phone and give us a call at 931-RETIRED. But when you go to the investmentpreacher.com website, you're going to be able to download a free copy of my book titled Faith-Based Investing and um, read it in your own leisure at your own pace. Uh, But if you want to screen your stocks right below that, is a link that says to get your stock screen, click here. So when you click that link, it'll it'll bring you right to us, and we'll go ahead and screen them now. You don't have to wait till you read the book.
2: Get your free download right now of Anthony's book, and you can schedule your 15-minute complimentary no-obligation meeting and screen them and clean them. We're going to take a quick break and be back with more after this.
3: Hi, I'm Anthony Wright. I'm a minister as well as a faith-based financial advisor. Are you as serious about your faith as I am? Of course you are. That's why I'm reaching out to you today. Are you aware last year there were billions of dollars of Christian's money that funded abortions, pornography, and anti-family lifestyle? I want you and I to change that. It's great that you're investing for the future, but do you really know what your money is funding? So here's your invitation. To download a copy of my free book, go to investmentpreacher.com. That's investmentpreacher.com. Or call me at 931-RETIRED. I'll screen your investment portfolio for you, and I'll let you find out exactly what your investments are funding. There's no obligation. There's no pressure. My goal is to just keep God's blessings on your investments, taking scripture and applying practical step-by-step investment principles. So visit my website now, investmentpreacher.com. That's investmentpreacher.com investmentpreacher.com and download your free copy of my book, Faith-Based Investing.
1: You're saving and investing for the future, and that's good. While you build and save, have you ever stopped to think, where does my money actually go? Am I investing in things I don't believe in? We have answers. This is Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright.
2: Tom Levine in studio with Anthony Wright of Faith-Based Investing. And our special guest, Jay Peroni. And it's so great to have you all with us today. And uh, talk a little bit, Jay, about what is a moral screen? How did you come up with this? And uh, how does the average Christian family benefit from something like this?
1: Yeah, so as investors, uh, especially Christian investors, we care about not only what we're investing in, but how we're investing. And... I'm always reminded of 1 Corinthians 10.31. It says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all, do all. It says do all to the glory of God. So that includes where we invest. So as Christian investors, we look to screen out companies that are opposing God's Word. And these are things like abortion, pornography, embryonic stem cell research, uh Homosexuality, um, same sex marriage. These are the types of things that we generally can screen out of a portfolio. But as Christians, we don't want to just be known for what we're against. So we have a software that's going to screen for the violations. If they're involved in things like abortion and even some of the vices like tobacco and alcohol and gambling, not that some people don't do these things, but mm-hmm. they, have a a devastating effect on society. Uh, People that get cancer from smoking or drunk driving with alcohol or gambling addiction and crime with gambling. So we're looking for companies that not only are where we're looking to avoid things that they're doing, but also we're looking for companies making a positive difference on society. So we use another software that's looking for the positive impact they have on this world and it's going to screen everywhere, anywhere from a negative number to a high positive number. And these numbers go from generally negative 50 to 100. And we're looking for companies that have high positive impact scores, meaning they're making a huge difference in our world. Think about uh, coming up with cures for life-threatening diseases or ailments or disabilities that people have. And they're coming up with solutions for these people that are, underprivileged or just uh, dealing with difficult circumstances, uh, protecting the poor and not taking advantage of them, uh, treating their employees and their customers and their supply chain with dignity. So we're looking at all different angles and also where they're giving their corporate dollars. Where's their philanthropy going? Is it going to uh, Planned Parenthood or is it going to uh, organizations for veterans and helping them to Get back on their feet or those that have been injured or lost limbs and helping them to uh, you know to be able to walk again and all of these great things that companies do so we're looking at not only their products and services but where they're giving money and how they treat their employees and customers and so these screens are just the moral side of it so that's the first stage is we're gonna screen out companies that violate biblical values then we're gonna screen in companies that have great impact scores. And we have this universe of companies, usually, you know, (laughs) 700 to 1,000 that we've whittled down from thousands. And from this proud-to-own universe, we're going to then select our best ideas. And we use a financial screening process that we like to call Fever. It's an acronym. (laughs) The F stands for financial health. We're looking at companies that have strong financial health. Then we're going to look at their earnings. That's the E, is earnings. We're looking for companies that are consistently raising their earnings. Their earnings are going up, meaning they're earning more and more money. They're more profitable. Then we look at the V is for valuation, companies that are attractively valued. Uh, We're looking for companies that are very reasonably priced, have good growth, growth prospects. The first R is for risk. We want to make sure we're not taking too much risk. Or if we are taking risk, we're getting compensated for that risk. So we're going to look at risk. And then the last R is for relative strength or momentum. We're looking for companies that are rising. Their prices keep going up. So we favor companies that have a rising price. Uh, So those are the five metrics that we use from a financial perspective when in conjunction with the moral screen helps us to find some of the best, most well-run companies in the entire world. And uh, that's called our proud-to-own process.
2: That's outstanding. I love what you said about philanthropy, and philanthropy can go either way. We just assume philanthropy is good, but that really opened the door for faith-based investing because some of the places that your average corporation give to are things that are diametrically opposed to the gospel. So I, I think that's so important. You know, when we invite God into our financial life, there's joy, I saw this verse the other day, I thought of Anthony and and you guys. Psalm 3527. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor favor my righteous cause and let them say continually let the Lord be magnified he who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And he prospers, yeah, us. Yeah. He prospers us. That's such
1: a great verse and it's also, you know, I love the proverbs too because uh you know when you think of righteousness too and where you're investing and a lot of people say, you know, if you invest according to your faith, you're going to have to sacrifice returns. And I, I first give them, you know, Proverbs 16, 8, which says, better is little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. You know, the, uh, you know, abortion clinic may be profitable. The, uh, pornography producers may be making huge profits and, uh, the, the casinos and all of these things that, uh, you know, are, are clearly against God's word. But, we can find enough opportunities where we don't have to support those uh you know sinful types of activities and we can find companies that are doing good and they're profitable and that's really what faith-based investing is about
3: yeah and you know just just to share tom a minute about the opportunity that jay is talking about and that you're talking about and just to share some numbers with those that are listening today that you know, a lot of times people as a Christian, you know, they'll say, well, I don't know what my lot in life is, or I don't know what my calling is, but I want to I want to share just a few numbers with you that if, if you'll just come on board with the faith-based investing and just simply say screen it and then clean it and clean it up and make it a clean fund, how you can really impact the world and how you can impact the world through using good, solid business practices and with over 51 million American households, 44% of that population invested in one or more mutual funds, and that right there alone should tell you the tremendous opportunity that Christians have to change their world, to change this world, just simply by investing differently. Now, over $11 trillion, to put a number on that. Wow. So so over 51 million households out of that 51 million 44% invested in one or more mutual fund. Now when you put a number to that over 11 trillion dollars is invested in mutual funds. 3 trillion is invested in stocks and 8.7 trillion is already managed using the socially responsible investing mm-hmm. So that right there will let the folks listening know just what a big impact and what a big opportunity we as Christians have just by simply saying, hey, screen it and clean it. And if it's if it's dirty and I'm investing in wrong things, and as as Jay just put it, you know, I'm not happy funding gambling and alcohol and tobacco and pornography and abortions and same-sex marriages and i'm not happy with that my no way they're not going to use my money to do that all you have to do is just say clean it fellas clean it up for me and then we move it over into these good solid faith-based investing companies and and you don't even have to give up returns as jay was just talking about we can still get you good solid returns
1: yeah and a good point too uh anthony is if everyone if every christian got together right and said we do want to have no part in unfruitful works of darkness mm-hmm. but instead expose them like in ephesians five eleven. if we as christians all got together and invested this way just think of the way we could change the world if we stopped supporting companies that were violating god's word they'd take notice they'd take notice that we weren't supporting them and uh There's been a huge movement uh, called ESG, which is Environmental and Social Governance, where people are actually lobbying the companies and saying, if you support that, we're not going to invest in you. And these companies are changing their practices, where they're giving money, what they're doing based on what their investors are telling them. So we as Christians need to really stand together and invest this way to really change the world.
3: Hey, man, I I agree 100%. Tom, do you see the um, opportunity there? I absolutely
2: do. And I think that it's just the kind of thing where we go, you know what? I'm not going to invest that way. This isn't okay anymore to invest our financial uh, resources uh, just and have them go to support things we don't agree with. Uh, I'm sure this type of investing, Jay, has that you've pioneered along with Anthony, it comes with some challenges. Talk about that.
1: Yeah, some of the challenges. Sometimes, you know, obviously there are some great opportunities that we can't support just because of, uh, you know, what they're doing. So, you know, we'll we'll miss out on some opportunity sometimes. But there are other opportunities that can make up for those. Uh, additionally, it's not perfect. We live in a sinful world, and sometimes a company may come through clean, and uh, down the road they they make some decisions that uh, violate biblical principles, and we have to make some hard decisions on when to exit that position if we can't get them to change their behaviors. Um, additionally, um, you know, it's it's not easy sometimes to find advisors or to find investment yes. opportunities that line up with your faith, It takes a, uh, a noble advisor that's willing to stand for their faith, someone like Anthony, who's going to sit across from the table and get to have that hard conversation with you about what it is that is most important to you. What values do you want represented with your investments? A lot of advisors just want to concentrate on the financial plan and helping you get to retirement. And I've actually seen advisors try to talk people out of tithing. You could take that money (laughs) and save more for retirement. It's like Mm -hmm. fingernails on a chalkboard. You know, it just really stirs me up. And Uh, I always say, you know, if you're gonna marry someone, make sure they're equally yoked. And the same thing with your financial advisor. They should be equally yoked, because they're helping you make some of the most important financial decisions, shouldn't they share the same fate?
3: Yeah, that's right, that's right, yes.
2: Hey, Anthony, while we're on that topic, how can people sit down with you, uh, so to speak? How can people connect with you and uh, get this process going?
3: Well, uh, you know, thank goodness we have awesome technology available nowadays, and so I don't have to have people come and sit in my office, although I, a couple months ago, I had a client fly in from Dallas, Texas, and he and his wife come in, sit down, talk to me, so that does happen, but we don't have to. Um, we can do conference calls, we can do Zoom meetings, we do, you know, just, Normal phone conversations. I mean, there's just all kinds of ways we communicate with you, and and then, um, but where you start, I can't do anything unless you start, uh, and that's going to be at investmentpreacher.com. And everybody always says, "Why do they call you the investment preacher?" Well, it's because for 20 years I've been an ordained minister, and 12 of that 20 I have been a financial advisor. So that's where the name Investment Preacher come from. So they, they call me the Investment Preacher. And um, and I'm very, very um, honored, honestly, to be honest with you. I'm very honored that God is using this platform through radio and through talk radio to change a nation toward him. And so just go to investmentpreacher.com. You can download a free copy of my book there. Um, it's called faith-based investing, but right below that, there's a link that says to screen your stocks, click here. So if you'll just click that link, then we can go right ahead and screen them. And then I'll reach out to you and I'll tell you what the steps are that we do after that to get them screened. And then if they're dirty, all you have to do is just simply say, Hey, Anthony, can you clean them? And absolutely. So we not only screen it, but we clean it.
2: I love that. And if you're driving right now and uh, you don't have a piece of paper to jot down notes, just remember this. You can pick up the phone and call Anthony and give him a call at 931-RETIRED. 931-RETIRED. That'll get the ball rolling. And go to the website as well and uh, download your free book at investmentpreacher.com. Well, we're going to take a quick break, a pause for the cause, and be back
3: with more of faith-based investing in just a moment. Hi, I'm Anthony Wright. I'm a minister as well as a faith-based financial advisor. Are you as serious about your faith as I am? Of course you are. That's why I'm reaching out to you today. Are you aware last year there were billions of dollars of Christian's money that funded abortions, pornography, and anti-family lifestyle? I want you and I to change that. It's great that you're investing for the future, but do you really know what your money is funding? So here's your invitation. To download a copy of my free book, go to investmentpreacher.com. That's investmentpreacher.com. Or call me at 931-RETIRED. I'll screen your investment portfolio for you, and I'll let you find out exactly what your investments are funding. There's no obligation. There's no pressure. My goal is to just keep God's blessings on your investments, taking scripture and applying practical step-by-step investment principles. So visit my website now, investmentpreacher.com. That's investmentpreacher.com investmentpreacher.com and download your free copy of my book, Faith-Based Investing. We're back with
2: more of Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright and our secret special guest star, Jay Peroni, with a little audio radiance for our radio audience today. So it's great to have you with us. Thanks for listening. And uh, this whole idea of faith-based investing, as you guys have described, it seems like it would be right down Dave Ramsey's alley. And I have a great deal of respect for Dave, but I haven't ever heard him talk about it. Why do you think that is?
3: Well, yeah. one, I don't yeah, I don't think – was- uh, yeah, I, I don't know, Jay, if you – I guess I can go ahead and jump in here. But I, I'm not sure. Dave is about a 60 – he's about 65 miles from where I'm at here in Tennessee. And mm-hmm. uh, Dave's a great guy. He's a wonderful guy. I just don't think – I don't think he knows a lot about faith-based investing. And it's the same reason we don't hear a lot of pastors preaching from the pulpit about faith-based investing and they just don't know it's, it's something that is relatively new and there's so many advisors out there that don't know anything about it. And so it's not a very well-known topic to talk about. And therefore I don't think he, I don't think he talks about it because I don't, I don't think he understands it. And Jay, I, we, I mean, I'm welcome your opinion on that, but that's, that's my opinion.
1: Yeah. I think in a lot of cases, you know, Dave Ramsey is uh subscribes to the KISS philosophy. Uh, Keep it simple, stupid, right? You know, just try to keep it as simple as possible. And uh, I actually interviewed uh, Dave uh, when I was uh, writing my first book, The Faith-Based Millionaire. And we talked a a lot about faith-based investing, and he wasn't opposed to it. The challenge that he had is he didn't see a lot of good investment vehicles. And back then, there really weren't a lot of uh, investment uh, opportunities and funds that did faith-based investing. And Certainly not a lot that had a good track record that he, he always uh, likes to tout, you know, the, the good uh, S&P uh, funds that have a great long-term track record. But, uh, you know, it, it's not that he was opposed to the faith-based aspect. It's just he didn't see the returns, and he didn't see uh, the, the number of choices being very plentiful uh, back in the day. It, it really, the faith-based movement has really evolved over the last 10, 15 years where there now are a lot of world-class money managers uh, that are looking to not only get good returns, but also do it in a way that's glorifying to God. So now that it's, it's really more mainstream and more accessible, uh, I think if Dave were to give it another look, I think he really would be impressed with uh, what some of the faith-based money managers have been able to do, even having these screens in
2: place. Mm-hmm. I imagine the tools are so much better today, too, than they were just a few years ago. You know, I haven't heard uh, many pastors talk about investments, period, or retirement, or especially faith-based investing. Is there a reason why that's true?
3: Well, again, I I think it's just because they don't know enough about it, kind of like what Jay is saying here. I mean, we don't really know just the past 10 years has it kind of come on the scene. So Mm -hmm. I have certainly... Over the months that you and I have been doing this radio program, I have brought on a lot of pastors that have come on board with us, and they're very excited about it, but they didn't know anything about it. They were just, um, they were they were not in a, a tacky way, just a respectful way. They were, They were ignorant about it. They had never been educated on it, and they didn't know anything about what to do, and, and they didn't know about it, and so when they called me, they said, hey you know we we hear on the radio and to be perfectly honest with you we don't know anything about it so can you educate us on it educate us on it and talk with us about it and so i do and uh, i have i have moved several pastors over into the faith-based investing model and it was just simply due to lack of knowledge
1: yeah i would agree with that anthony and, and another area too A lot of times a pastor will think, and there's a very large uh, organization, fund company that does a lot of the pastor's retirement accounts. And unfortunately, when you put those through the screener, uh, they fail miserably. Uh, I don't know what kind of screening they're doing, but it's definitely not uh, the type of thorough screening that uh, Anthony and I do to make sure that it's a, a clean portfolio. So a lot of times a pastor. You know, they, they, they really don't have the experience or the knowledge when it comes to investing, and they stick to what they know well, which is the Bible and preaching God's Word and helping God's people, and they don't have the time to learn about the nuts and bolts of faith-based investing. So I love it when I get to sit down with a pastor and educate them on how you can invest according to your faith, and it's usually an eye-opening experience once pastors know exactly how they can do it. And having people like you, Anthony, that's uh, on the radio each and every week talking about this and getting in front of pastors, uh, it's really making a huge difference.
3: Amen. I, I, I agree and uh, am honored to be a part of it. And Tom, you're a part of it. And we're, we're all a part in this education process of educating uh, believers what is going on out there and what these companies are doing with their money.
2: I think there's a mindset that uh, us as Christians, as listeners to this program, need to think through. Uh, you know, when I was a younger man, I, I think that I had, there was Sunday, Tom, and then there was Monday through Saturday, Tom, and, and the retirement funds and, and strategizing for retirement and handling money, that was the Monday through Saturday thing, and that needs to be yielded to the Lord. Uh, you know, I don't want God to just have one-seventh of my life. I want him to be part of every day and, and all of my life. And and I think as we read the headlines and, and read the newspaper, read, you know, the news on our phones, we recognize, uh, you know, these—time is short. The fields are white under harvest, and, uh, and, you know, this could be the last days. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be sober-minded. Set your hope fully on the grace given to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, 1 Peter one three says one thirteen and this is time to do serious business with god so you know i just I, I think we should pray and invite god into this part of our lives if we haven't already and that's why i'm glad you're there i mean does that spark any anything in your guys minds i mean what should our mindset be to these things
3: I don't know who you're asking, me or Jay. <laughs> oh, well, either one of you. Uh, Anthony, you're the you the clergy well, uh, amongst us. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I, I agree with you. I mean, even, you know, in the Scripture that was written, you know, over 2,000 years ago, they thought they were in the last days. So mm-hmm. imagine today <laughs> where we're really at in the last days. You know, if they thought 2,000 years ago were the last days— then today we must be in the last of the last of the last, right? <laughs> so, yes, I, you know, I think this is the time to, to get serious with God, to get real with God, and I think it's the time to, to make our walk, match our talk, and that's kind of what I've been saying all along, is most always they will tell you one way, and, you know, Tom, I even shared with you about a very well-known denomination, if I, if, if I named it at just about everybody listening would know it and a lot of these pastors have been emailing me their statements to screen them from this particular denomination and it's all they're it, they're all coming back dirty it's it's not mm. clean money and they're just blown away and they're like how is this possible and once again i agree 100 percent with what jay said it's just I don't know what screener they're using but it is not the screener that he and I use and one thing that I found was that they they use the terminology that if it wasn't publicly recognized so hmm. if you're if you're secretly giving to abortions and you're secretly giving to uh, same sex marriage or gambling or whatever your whatever your thing is that then it's okay that's the screener they use but oh the moment it becomes public is when they get involved and they and they say nope 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 we're not we're not putting any money in it it's it's public and it's it's too out there so we're not you know we're, we're not going to touch that but as long as it's quiet as long as it's hush hush they leave it alone
1: wow <laughs> Yeah, and I find that a lot of those funds, yeah, I mean, you see, you know, 50-60% of the fund uh, is is often unclean, and that's uh, shocking to a pastor who thought that their company was doing some rigorous screening for them. Mm -hmm.
3: Totally.
2: Well, we are coming up against a break here in a moment. I just want to uh, invite our listeners to check out the website. There's great resources there. You can also find out about uh, the podcast that Anthony and Aaron do. The website address is investmentpreacher.com, and uh, you can connect with Anthony and Aaron Wright. It's a family business, and it's the kind of business uh, I think you'd like to deal with. If you want to send them an email, you can do that at info at retirementspecialtygroup.com, or pick up the phone and call 931-RETIRED. We're helping you build investment strategies that God can bless. That's what we're praying for and working toward. If you're wondering what on earth Biblically Informed Investing is, Well, you've come to the right place and we're going to take a quick pause and then be back with more right after this.
1: It's not enough to simply save for retirement. It's important to invest in positive fund options that God can bless. That's why we're here. This is Faith-Based Investing with
2: Anthony Wright. This is Faith-Based Investing. I'm Tom Levine in the studios here in San Diego County, California. Thank you for listening today. And we are talking to our regular host, Anthony Wright, with secret special guest, Jay Peroni. And uh, talk a little bit about faith-based investing as it relates to volatility in the market and the upcoming election.
0: Yeah, so
1: the upcoming election obviously has a lot of people on edge. there have been a lot of predictions of what's going to happen. The Mm -hmm. markets tend to... Uh, factor in a lot of what's going to happen. So there, there could be a, an uptick here in volatility leading into the election. Uh, it is not a, a reason for major concern. We've had uh, elections throughout history, and uh, after the outcome is known, it, it tends to provide certainty and people tend to feel more comfortable. And even if there's a changing of party from Republican to Democrat, You also have to look at the house and the senate uh the markets are actually favoring if there is both a house and senate that's democrat and a president that's democrat that there's going to be a lot of spending and that's going to help the economy so there's a lot of thoughts that are going on right now a lot of predictions but at the end of the day we know god's in control he's going to put the leader in place And uh, as we draw on our faith and we draw on our investment style, if you've got a good money manager uh, like we are, you know, we do a good job at managing risk and finding good investment opportunities regardless of who's president. Uh, We think that you should stay the course uh, unless your goals and your risk level and your risk appetites changed. Trying to time the market heading into the election can often be a fool's game because you've got to be right twice, right? you got to be right when to get out and when to get back in. So don't let the noise, that's what I call it, the ups and downs, the volatility, don't let that shake you out of the market. I once heard someone say that when people sell during these ups and downs, it's just shaking out the weak hands and giving it to the strong hands, the long-term investors, those who are uh, prepared for the ups and downs of the market. So do you want to be the weaker person or the stronger person? And those who usually succeed long term are those who stay the course. So my best advice would be not to let the ups and downs shake you out of good investments.
3: Yeah, I like that. And also, Tom, I would like to add to what Jay is saying there. Uh, honestly, it really uh, we might see a little bit of volatility, but uh, I, I'm I. I think Jay is is spot on here. I don't think it really matters as much who the president is, if it's the current administration, if it's Biden. I think what's more important is who do we have in the in the Supreme Court that's deciding these laws? Who do we have on the other side of the aisle that is Congress and the and the House of Representatives? Is it controlled by Democrat? Is it controlled by Republican? What about the Senate? Is it going to be ending up, you know, staying the way it is now, controlled by a Senate, you know, a Republican Senate, or is it going to switch to Democrat Senate? Those are way more important. So, for instance, let's just assume for a moment that, you know, Trump stays in, in his current position and he wins the presidency. Well, if if they turn around and lose the House again, and it's continued to be ran by Nancy Pelosi— well, you've seen what that's been like over the past two years. It's just a bunch of, yeah. Yeah. you know, a bunch of gridlock, and and there's just not much going to happen to me. That's a more scary, if you would. I don't know the right word to use because God don't give us a spirit of fear, but that's a more concerning way that an election could go. What if Trump won the presidency, but yet the Democrats controlled the House and the Senate? Mm-hmm. Well, you might as well not even be president. <laughs> so. You know, same way, same way with Biden. Okay, what if Biden wins, but yet the Republicans control the Senate and the Democrats control the House? Well, you're gonna you're gonna be gridlocked. They're not gonna be able to get anything done. What if Biden wins and then the House and the Senate is Republican? Then it, it's crazy. He's just a, he's just. I mean, he's limited, I guess, on a federal basis what he can do with executive orders, but. As far as making any real policy changes and making any impact, I mean, he's not going they're going to be a lame duck if they don't get a Congress and a Senate to go along with them. So I think the markets are already priced accordingly. I think they're prepared if Trump wins. I think they're prepared if Biden wins. And I think you're going to see a little volatility, but I think Jay is going to tell you that we like a little volatility because that, that means we're seeing movement. And you have to understand a lot of times that a down market is not necessarily a bad thing sometimes that's a sell-off people are just collecting profits Mm -hmm. um, and it's a sell-off and then it bounces right back and when it comes back it comes back with a vengeance and it comes back strong and and really soaring would you agree with any of that Jay? Yeah
1: I would agree with everything you said there Anthony you know sometimes these uh, these little dips in the market are, are golden opportunities you know a lot of people When they go to the mall and their favorite items are on sale, they're going to load up, stock up on them. And, uh, you know, we like to do that with our favorite companies. You know, when they uh, have a little dip and we we know that they're going to bounce back or we have strong uh, inclinations, we never absolutely know for certain. But uh, if we've got good companies, they've got strong sales, strong earnings, nothing's changed in their company's uh, future. Uh, we like to buy them when they're on sale. You know, why not add uh, to our positions and if we truly believe in them? So we like the ups and downs and the volatility because it allows us to, to put some more money to work at better prices.
2: Now, you've talked in uh, the previous show that we did about risk. And uh, how do you analyze risk? And uh, what should uh, people be looking at as far as that goes?
1: Yeah, we look at risk from a number of different angles. We, first of all, look at it from a big picture perspective, looking at uh, the client's comfort level with ups and downs. Uh, That's where we're going to look at things like asset allocation, which is the percentages of stocks and bonds and alternative investments like gold and real estate and other investments. Uh, So there's the big picture. And then we also look at the, the little picture, too which is we drill down into each and every company that we own and we look at how much risk that company has throughout its history. So if a company started back in 1980, we're gonna look at every single trading day from 1980 to the present to see what types of swings that company has and there's what's called the normal range of volatility or ups and downs. You know, the stock may go down 10% and then it bounces back. It may go down another 10% and it bounces back. If it goes down 11 or 12 or 13%, hmm, maybe something's going on with the company. So we have different parameters for each company and each investment we make that's going to be particular to that company. Some of our more high-octane companies, we're going to give them a little bit longer leash because historically mm-hmm. they may drop 20%. That's kind of normal. And long-term, you know, it drops 20%, but the next year it's up 50%. And historically it's going to be a strong growth leader. So we're not going to sell it when it's down 20%. If it's down 25%, we may look at it and say, hey, something's different or something's up with the company. Let's you know dive in and see what's going wrong. And usually we have warning signs ahead of, the time, ahead of that. So we're not going to just wait till it's way down and then look at it. But long story short, we're looking at risk and looking at each investment opportunity in isolation, as well as how, is it, how it fits with the bigger picture and the portfolio.
2: Hey, guys, we're down to our last uh, couple of minutes here, and uh, so time for any final thoughts and how people can get a hold of you. Um, We'd love to uh, have you share that. So if somebody wants to screen it and clean it, how do they do that?
3: Well, they want to go to the website investmentpreacher.com. That's investmentpreacher.com, and you're going to have a chance to download a free book that I wrote called Faith-Based Investing, but... Read it in your own leisurely time, as you will. Uh, You do not have to read the book and wait to get your stock screened. So if you're listening today and you've heard Jay and myself and Tom and you've heard us all talk about this, and it's really stirred your heart, it's really stirred your spirit, and you would like to say, hey, I want to screen my portfolio. What exactly am I funding? Where is my money going? then what you would do is just click the link right below the book there and it says to screen your stocks click here so you'd want to click that link and fill that out and we'll get started screening them right away and if your stocks are dirty then we'll clean them so let's screen them and clean them
2: very good and Jay I want to thank you to just very quickly tell us about the books you have and how people can get a hold of those
1: yeah so I've written two books the first one is called the faith-based millionaire it's about uh, how to have your faith and uh, also make sure that money doesn't corrupt your faith. It's uh, 12 key essential principles of being a faith-based investor. And uh second book is called Faith-Based Investor. It's about how to become a faithful investor through both good and bad markets, how you screen your stocks and some of the resources that are available. And you can find both books uh, online uh, at uh, amazon.com and uh, local online book retailers. So again, The Faith-Based Millionaire and a faith-based investor.
2: Very good. Well, our time is up for today. Thank you for listening and go to that website, investmentpreacher.com and uh, bring your uh, investments into submission with uh, God's guidance. We appreciate your time today and we'll see you next time on Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright.
0: This is FBI Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. Do you know where your investment dollars are going? Anthony's team will screen your current investment portfolio. You can always count on receiving the three C's. Anthony's plan for you is customized, comprehensive, and complimentary. Anthony is a financial advisor and an ordained minister. He'll show you how to build an investment plan God can bless, applying proven scriptural investment principles, keeping your money from funding anti-biblical companies. Invest with confidence and be equally yoked. My God's
1: not dead. He's surely alive.
0: To get your free faith-based investing book from Anthony downloaded free, go online to investmentpreacher.com. Just like it sounds, that's investmentpreacher.com for your free book or call 931-RETIRED. Tell a friend and listen next week for Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright, The Investment Preacher.